Watching you sleep for several months. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not weird at all. Oh, I used to do that when I was courting my girlfriend. <laughs> I've seen it in Twilight Officer. I'm Ross, and here's the sexy werewolf Jacob to my sexy vampire, sexy androgynous vampire, Edward Cullen. Grant. I know just just how Edward feels, to be honest. Uh, I was always trying to hide something and groaned from teenage girls as well. <laughs> Where's my teeth, though? I, n- I never used to have to run out of the class because of it. <laughs> that was my life, I'm afraid. Especially if you're in biology class. <laughs> <laughs> the human anatomy oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you hadn't guessed from our spooky song intro This week's film is Twilight uh, A classic teen girl romantic comedy, Grant? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take issue with one of your words there And it's not comedy, it's romantic <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the drama and about an abusive vampire boyfriend <laughs> And his very young charge. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what we do every week. We take a film that's good up until a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we've locked ourselves between a vampire and a werewolf. (laughs) Wait a minute. I've just realised I have no idea what vampires and werewolves are. Could you bring Google up so I can research it, please? We're kind of playing the zombie card in this, aren't we? We don't know what zombies are. Wait a minute. Likes to eat human flesh, walks slowly. Ross is a zombie! (laughs) And we've studied the film separately. (laughs) Forgot I was doing an intro there. So we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark jumping moment. So, Grant... If you had to choose between Taylor Lautner and Robert Pattinson, which one would you go? Is this for a romantic partner or is it, can it be which one to kill? <laughs> well, I'm not saying that you can kill them once you were in a relationship with them. <laughs> Taylor Lautner. <laughs> really? He does your head in more? Um, he's not in this film as much, so therefore he annoys me less in this film. <laughs> there are no werewolves in this film at all. No, no, there's just hints in. Yeah. So what about yourself, Ross? Which one would you choose? Or does that just leave you with Rob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think uh, Robert Pattinson would be too bad as a boyfriend. He looks kind of flimsy. <laughs> Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, Taylor Lautner. Marry, kill, have sex with... <laughs> 
has that's a good one so yeah this is uh, Twilight from 2008 not the 1998 detective film starring Gene Hackman and Paul Newman Susan Sarandon yeah <laughs> actually looks she's good Kristen Stewart of her time really isn't she <laughs> <laughs> Gene Hackman's a Taylor Lockner <laughs> <laughs> You can imagine Gene Hackman getting stripped out of his abs. <laughs> but that leaves Paul Newman. Paul Newman. I, I guess I could see that. Maybe he's a bit of a honk in his time. Yeah, cool hand look. Mm-hmm. Walked about with his shirt off. He'd <laughs> <laughs> fit into that Twilight world easily. Right, Grant. Let's have a synopsis for this film. But I want you to read it in the style of Robert Panson as Edward Cullen. Okay, Ross, would you mind jumping onto my back for this then? <laughs> no problem, Grant. Two seconds. <laughs> you better hold on tight, Spider Monkey. <laughs> a teenage girl risks everything when she falls in love with a vampire. That's it. That's the. <laughs> That's barely even a sentence. <laughs> the whole synopsis. I feel they could have edited that down further. <laughs> a teenage girl. <laughs> yes a teenage girl lives <laughs> so Grant who are the main players in this episode's film well I'm going to throw a director at you you'll have to to be honest <laughs> Catherine Hardwick yes no relation to the comedian Chris Hardwick no. <laughs> unless this was a whole joke <laughs> her career is a bit of a joke to be honest um, she started off okay with Lords of Dogtown which is you're better off watching the documentary, though. Yeah, honest, it was kind of off the back of that documentary, wasn't it? That's that's her highlight. She <laughs> just did uh, Red Riding Hood with that other girl for Twilight, the blonde-haired one. Um, don't know, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you could argue her career jumped the shark when she did the Nativity Story. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to throw a writer at you, too. I don't want this writer and director around me anymore <laughs> <laughs> I think to Anish we'll just open the window and you can throw them right out there <laughs> Melissa Rosenberg is the writer of this film mm. she's worked on Dexter in the past which I, I like it Yeah, it's not as strong as it used to be but what is Ross what is <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested in her new project though what's her new project she's doing a remake of Highlander Oh, yeah, yeah. With Ryan Reynolds <laughs> as Conor McLeod. <laughs> I can't that. wait for his Scottish accent. <laughs> Can we book in an episode right <laughs> Future episode, Highlander 2012. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing on her CV was a TV show called Love Monkey. <laughs> Do you think that's where she got the spider monkey line? I think it is. <laughs> Jason Priestley in it so <laughs> maybe he was the monkey <laughs> uh, we've got some actors and actresses barely but yeah, <laughs> yeah allegedly <laughs> Kristen Stewart yes she's actually made some good films she has she was in Into the Wild I've not seen Into the Wild but I've heard good things it's about uh, it. Sean Penn's good film good, good film yeah it's a good film Adventureland is, uh, is good yeah Advance, Adventureland speaking of Ryan Reynolds I really like the adventure <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, she's also in Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> That's our career jumping film, isn't it? <laughs> now, second build in my notes, but 14th build on the IMDb. Hey, wasn't it 16th? 16th. Oh, sure, 16th. Robert Pattinson. Yes. So he was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, he, he showed some emotion in that film. So, <laughs> almost didn't recognise him when he was in this. 
they had a proper person's haircut as well. Yeah, a normal person's haircut. <laughs> He's also in Water for Elephants, which I had to mention because I've mentioned it loads of times. Because <laughs> it's a uh, friend of the jump cast's uh, Francis Lawrence's film. Oh, alright. Mr. Constantine and I am legend. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we could count him as a friend. Um, I, he was also in Remember Me with the girl from Lost. Yeah, uh, Emile de Raven. Do you know the plot twist in that Yes, film? yes. Because everybody does, because it's a shite plot twist. Yeah. 9-11. <laughs> it's not even worth hiding, is it? No, <laughs> Don't go and see it, it's not a good film. Next, I'm not going to throw Taylor Lautner at you because he's only ever made one other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, he looks like he'd hurt if you threw him into the minutes. An ab to the eye. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that hit the ground was abs. <laughs> so I'm going to throw you Billy Burke instead. If I say the word moustache, you'll know who I mean. <laughs> it was an awesome, awesome moustache. He's in Drive Angry. Is he? <laughs> he's in 24 Season 2 with another... Another um, member of this film, Sarah Clarke, who played Nina Myers in 24. Which made it it really hard for me to feel any connection with her because she was so evil, wasn't she? (laughs) I really want to see this other film I found that he's been in though. It's called Freaky Deaky. (laughs) And on the IMDb it's got 2.9 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a good film. It's got uh, Christian Slater and Crispin Glover in it. Hey, you get your damn hands off her. (laughs) Jack Nicholson Jr. <laughs> that was a Crispin Glover impression. <laughs> it was George McFly. Yeah. <laughs> that must have really been bad. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> so we start with the film now? Yep. So we start off with some narration. That's my jump the shark moment. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Narration by an angsty teen girl, wasn't it? I've never thought of how I wanted to die before. Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) You're a gothy. Everyone around you has. You're (laughs) speaking to you. She's a gothy kid. Yeah, like they're not going to have thought about death or anything like that. The most popular gothy kid on campus. Really, all that she's not got going for her is she's a bit clumsy. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, a lot of people mention... Her face is frozen in some sort of skill as well. <laughs> yeah. did, did you come across this? I've, I've never come across this before, but you, you did English. Um, Mary Sueitis. No. It's like where a character is completely perfect, like almost flawless. So they have to throw something in to... Yeah, there's, there's like no, there's no character defects that you know they kind of play upon and develop a story from. So they're just actually perfect the whole way through the film. Mm-hmm. Which we quickly seen it in this, didn't we? I guess you could say the same about the vampires as well, though. I mean, if, if all that's wrong with you is but, you get a bit sparkly, yep. why, why don't you just take over the world? <laughs> <laughs> and basically, you can live on deer, which are vermin. I yeah. mean, deer are hunted because they are a pest. Well, that's one of the first things we see, isn't it? Is the vampire catching a deer. Yeah, but you see something catching a deer, don't you? Oh, yeah. Just a, a crane shot. <laughs> Which is probably the most technical this film gets until they've gotten to the travelators later on. <laughs> <laughs> well, this voiceover is a failure of storytelling. Yeah, it? <laughs> I hate this. Is like what other film did we do? Was it Constantine that had a voiceover right at the start? Oh, then didn't I mean, come back till right at the end. But you know what I did notice was um, see when I was a kid, growing up, one of my favourite, well, not a kid, kid, but maybe like twelve, thirteen, kind of around that age, when I was just kind of hitting puberty. Uh, one of the films that I really liked to watch was Casper. 
because it had Christina Ricci in it as that kind of teenager. She was really hot back then and it was really good. This has the same plot as Casper. Like, the mum, something happens to the mum, so then the kid has to go and live with the old dad that she doesn't really want to and she meets some supernatural beings. <laughs> but Bill, Bill, Bill Pullman, at least, is in Casper. <laughs> Does the kid then go to the library to look on a book about ghosts because he doesn't know what ghosts are? <laughs> By the way, Forks, Washington. <laughs> Stephanie Meyer wrote this in the kitchen. <laughs> it was right next to the Cullen brand of mayonnaise. <laughs> in the colliery drawer. <laughs> yeah, so she doesn't want to live with mum anymore because she's dragging down her mum's boots. <laughs> With her horrible black hole of a personality. And her, her skin that doesn't tan. <laughs> yeah, she, I live in the, the... She's paler than Edward is. <laughs> By the way, you know how I watched Meet the Spartans for 300? Yeah. I watched Vampire Suck for this film. Did you? Yeah, I did. Edward Sullen. Solid joke. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> You know, while still being absolutely terrible <laughs> so yeah so she goes to live with dad and, and we, it is magnificent moustache <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome moustache almost worth watching the film for <laughs> I'm afraid you're a small town cop and you don't have a moustache um, we're not promoting you to captain unless you grow one um, I'm sorry we can't hire you why no moustache <laughs> two things annoy me about this next couple of bits and they're both to do with cars one he doesn't use his drive for some random reason, he just pulls up on the grass in a wet town. That's going to destroy the grass. And it's going to rust his car. Then, quite quickly after this, we find out he buys her a truck, doesn't he? And I'm going to use a really technical word here. But uh, she gets really excited about this truck. And I think that's quite good, because it's a heap of shit. <laughs> and also, it's the only time she gets excited about anything. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is perfect. It's a piece of crap! <laughs> I'd be like, it's alright, I'll just take it to the scrappies. It would have been a good point to have like, a character bonding moment, sort of, like, I don't like this, but I'm going to pretend I like it for my dad. Yeah, yeah, because he's a nice guy and I'm, you know, I'm building some bridges with him. Yeah, all he ever does is do nice things for me. <laughs> so Michael had the uh, cat, and you know, the, the Dukes of Hazard had the, the, the General, General Lee. Lee. So is this, is this Bella's General Lee? <laughs> Well, both those cars are kind of metaphors for the character, aren't they? Strong, American. Yeah, and... What's yeah, this? This... Beat up piece of shit. <laughs> a bit depressing. <laughs> a bit rough around the edges. She's not. She's perfect. That's the annoying thing. <laughs> we get introduced to Jacob here as well, who's just as well not been in this film really. <laughs> he, he comes in here in the middle and at the end doesn't he as he's three appearances <laughs> my note for that is really really Scottish he's an awfully bad actor <laughs> <laughs> a new you know pickup truck thing that's just what every teen girl wants isn't it yeah. <laughs> and do you remember what the jokes are that the guys make when she pulls up in school in it no one of the guys says nice ride and someone else goes Good one. <laughs> Delivered exactly in that way. Have you, have you been watching Game of Thrones, Grant? Not the new season. Uh, well, you, so you've seen the first season. Uh, they have that eunuch character mm. that dishes dirt around the, the, the thing. 
this character shows up in this film as a Chinese boy, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I run the school newspaper, I dish dirt on people, uh, yeah. I'm a bit ambiguous as to which sexual direction I'm swinging in. <laughs> That's the one that the girl's surprised that He's not invited her to the prom later. He's like, well, well, I'm not surprised. Yeah, He's yeah, not invited. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to invite Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and immediately, as soon as Bella gets there, I mean, she's perfect. Everyone sees it but her. But like, people just run up and like, let's be friends. <laughs> well, I've that. never switched schools, but I imagine it's a little bit harder than this. They say that the population of the whole town is three thousand when she drives in, right? Now, to give you a quick summary, where we went to school, you and I, there was three high schools and there was 38,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> so that averages out about, you know, 13,000 13, people per school. So there's maybe hardly any people at that school. If there's a population of 3,000 people and say half of that are kids, that's 1,500. Yeah, yeah, six no years. To talk to. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe like four folk in a class. <laughs> I'm sick to the back teeth of this Chinese gay stereotype. <laughs> I love this, though, where he comes up to her and he's like, I'm going to put you in the paper. No, I don't want to be in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is as tough as it gets for her. Right? This new school is people want to forcibly put her in the front page of the newspaper and she refuses to do it. You just come to school and suddenly you're so popular that people want to put you in the newspaper. This is, this is somebody living out their teenage fantasy, isn't it? And it doesn't matter how much of an idiot she is to these people. They all still like her. Yeah. It doesn't matter how sullen she is. Thank you, vampire son. <laughs> You're going to keep using it now. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter how badly she treats, especially in the second one, where she spends, like, what, a whole year moping over Edward. <laughs> they're like, oh, come on, we'll take you to the cinema. She runs away with them. And you're like, why do they put up with this? <laughs> what is this electric chemistry that they get from her that she thinks she's so amazing? <laughs> they certainly doesn't sleep. come across on screen. <laughs> Must take Bella to the prom. <laughs> Maybe that'll make her smile. I mean, she gets, like, this sudden inbuilt uh, group of friends as well, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Like, just from the, just from that kid coming up and being like, oh, I put you in the paper. Suddenly now she's got, like, a whole group of friends around her. But then another... And she gets physically assaulted. <clears throat> Did you see that part? When she sits down in the cafeteria and this kid runs up and kisses her, like, snugs her on the cheek. You're like, that, that's actually physical assault. I would phone the police, to be honest. Because <laughs> that man will turn into a predator. <laughs> Get your pepper spray out, dear. Yeah. Yeah, but we also get introduced to another group here, don't we? The Cullens. Yes. All dressed in white. Yeah, I wonder if they're evil. <laughs> mm, maybe not, eh, if they're all dressed in white. Well, I say they're all dressed in white. There's one that's not. <laughs> He's not got a coat on either. That's how cool he is. He doesn't even need a coat. <laughs> and He's got a long sleeve t-shirt on. <laughs> He doesn't wear a coat. Wait a minute, can I go to Google and look that up? <laughs> Person not wearing coat. <laughs> Sign of being a vampire. <laughs> did you did you notice? Uh, this is where our acting really started to grate on me. She does this little orgasm face every time she looks over at him. She's yeah, kind of so like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And it's not just a face, it's a noise too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she does it throughout the rest of the film. But her, his look to her is different. His look to her is constipation. 
<laughs> his look to her, to me, almost looked like, the hell is this girl looking at me for? Oh, weirdo. Does she ever smile? <laughs> <laughs> so far, she's lived in Arizona for like six years and she's still that peely welly. <laughs> she's paler than him. <laughs> and he's dead. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the bit I, I hinted at earlier, eh, where he uh, erec- gets a, a fang erection. <laughs> erection teeth. Possibly <laughs> <laughs> one of my favourite parts of this film, to be honest. It's the way he hides it. Couldn't he just close his mouth down? <laughs> he's got to hold his hand over his mouth. Or just, you know, slightly open his mouth so it looks like he's just breathing through a slightly open mouth. No, 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 no. we we'll just cover my mouth so it looks like I'm about to spew. Because she disgusts me so much. She does a she does a quick little pit pit test, doesn't she? And then she smells her hair as well. Yeah. If it's not my pit, it must be my hair. <laughs> That's the other part of my body that I sweat out. With. They do her best to not dissuade her of this for the rest of the film because every every third line for the rest of the film is "You smell amazing, Bella." <laughs> By the way, she smells amazing. <laughs> Did you notice as well the way that they set up the camera shot in the classroom? When uh, you see Edward front on, there's an owl behind, like a, a barn owl, which is white, that's behind them, and it's got its wings spread, like it's in mid-flight. But the way that they've set the camera shot up, you can't see the body of the owl, so what you see is white wings coming out from behind Edward. Oh, very very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if he's evil. Probably not, eh? <laughs> <laughs> We wear our symbolism on our sleeve in the Twilight world. <laughs> Making things subtle for other movies. <laughs> what do you think of the other Cullens then? I, I, one thing I find a bit weird about them is why does there need to be so many of them? And at the same time, why is there so few? If he's a doctor and he decided to like change Edward just because he was suffering under Spanish flu, like how many people must he come across these days that are suffering that he would just go, just change him into a vampire? And he, he always seems to go for the same demographic as well, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, that's certainly kind of same age group. Yeah. Young enough to look like they're in high school. I'd have no trouble biting her. <laughs> <laughs> Edward then goes through to try and get out of the biology class. Yeah, yeah. And she's still, really... You know how earlier you were talking about how this school would hardly have anyone in it? Yeah. All the other classes are full of her. <laughs> 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 Do you hear his line here? I, I suppose I'll, I'll just have... suffer it. <laughs> I'll have to endure it. Endure it, It's like a metaphor for watching this film, really. <laughs> like you would say that with her in the room as well. I know. <laughs> Such a riddle. I can see why she's... I can see even now why she's in love with him, though. <laughs> so far, he's so gawked at her without speaking to her and tried to move out of the class with her. Balked like he was about to vomit. <laughs> then she phones her mum to pretend she's having a really good time because... Yeah. That's what she seems to have to do at all, all times. Because <laughs> she's played by Kristen Stewart, who can't crack a smile. <laughs> she can carry that off as looking okay when she's when she's not trying to be angsty, like in Adventureland, which was filmed before this. She pulls off kind of being a little bit awkward okay. Aloof. Is, she's very yeah, aloof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she plays kind of the character that she should play instead of this character who's dramatically popular. <laughs> instead, she plays a character who isn't really that popular. So our mums had to go away in business, didn't she? Although they Yeah, I didn't get that from the start of the film, but suddenly the boyfriend's playing professional baseball or something. What? I think we know the real reason that she had to go, though. Because CTU or something? Or? Yeah. Because <laughs> she needed to betray Jack Bauer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The next scene is when the Cullens go away in their car, and the one vampire is, you know, the big dumb one. 
doesn't really narrow it down, does it? <laughs> so this is the guy with really poor road safety knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Who decides to <laughs> ride into school holding on to the, the bars in the back of the Jeep. <laughs> what an idiot. It's awesome. It's as if he's like the wind vane on top of it. <laughs> it's like a giant Labrador or something. <laughs> so Edward starts no-showing at the school, eh? Yeah, 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 we get lots of longing shots, don't we? <laughs> oh, where's Edward? Oh, where's Edward? This is a longing montage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so in love with that guy that nearly vomited at the sight of me. <laughs> Even though this other normal guy is asking me to the prom over here. <laughs> Do you not think, though, that, um, why do they even need to go to school? The cons? Yeah, I know they, they say later that it's because that it can make them stay in a place longer. A bit longer, yeah, because people wouldn't ask questions. But surely, if you've been through school, you know, a hundred times, mm-hmm. you're going to want to start saying, oh, no, we're homeschooled, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the film then tries to remember it's an action film. <laughs> and have a little bit of action which is a guy getting chased by a shadowy creature the guy runs at a very slow pace and you don't see what happens to him anyway what a very poor action scene it's set in on a a big kind of distillery plant though isn't it it's like the end of Terminator 2 (laughs) yeah if you're trying to do a tiny bit of action and you you try to remind people of Terminator 2 that's probably not a good thing in the middle of Twilight to be honest (laughs) remember this better film (laughs) my next note is uh, Bella trips up (laughs) (laughs) she trips up and bumps into Edward he's like get away from me (laughs) I dare you bump into me she's like oh god I'm sorry I'm so clumsy (laughs) see I'm not perfect just like you, teenage girls watching. <laughs> Just like you, author writing this. <laughs> you could end up with your dream man too. <laughs> you know what but I, I really like is um, the bit where the dad's talking to Bella about the murder, though. You're like, yeah, you're a police officer's daughter, but you might have some kind of level of confidentiality. <laughs> He's about as good at confidentiality as he is at parenting. <laughs> Oh, you should have seen it, Bella. There was blood and guts everywhere. You would have loved it. <laughs> He's just bonding with the Ross. <laughs> By sharing information. <laughs> Confidential information. Yeah, so Edward pops back, doesn't he? To the school. Yes. Hi, I'm back after a few days away on an unexplained trip. <laughs> <laughs> she tries to do this kind of teenage... Love, my favourite line here is, he says to her, Sorry I didn't get a chance to introduce myself. <laughs> He sat next to her for a whole class. <laughs> I love, I love the fact that she goes, she, she's trying to do the kind of non-eye contact thing, mm. where she doesn't look too much at him. But what it ends up looking like is tits, face, tits. <laughs> You're like, yeah, you must have some impressive rack that she can't keep her eyes off them. <laughs> look at those abs. <laughs> And he, he says he says he wasn't there because of personal reasons. <laughs> now at high school, that meant something very specific. <laughs> it was usually used by a woman when she didn't want to do PE. <laughs> <laughs> it's his time of the month. Yeah. I know this is going slightly off topic, but um, you know when a girl goes on her menstrual cycle yes. around a vampire, yes. is that going to make it a lot harder? <laughs> Does it attract bears? <laughs> <laughs> Attracts killer predators like vampires. <laughs> You know how I would describe Christian Stewart's acting style? I would describe it as, you know when you're about to spew, but you're, you're also not really <laughs> going to be sick? 
and you kind of are trying to hold it in, but it's kind of coming up, and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody, and you kind of almost leave into the toilet, almost. That's how she acts this whole film. I would describe Robert Pattinson's acting style as he's just sat down on a spike just before every scene. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew the spike was there, so he's a little bit annoyed at himself. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Taylor Lautner's acting style, I would say, is um, like taking a dull blow to the head. <laughs> Everything's like, calm down. <laughs> I love the line here as well, where um, where they start they're flirting, which she's already in love with him at this point, so I don't know why he's even bothering <laughs> to flirt with her. But um, she says, uh, he's like, don't you like the rain? He's like, I don't like any cold, wet thing. <laughs> and that's the one time where he seems like a, a genuine person, because he laughs at that. <laughs> he's like, tee <laughs> No. Giggle. No vampire vagina for him then, eh? <laughs> So she gets, um, she nearly gets run over by a van, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. So when she's staring, it's because she's staring at him. Yeah, <laughs> she's not paying attention. <laughs> um, it's open mouth. Oh yeah, and he's at because his eyes change colour. Was that? Is that it's, the reason that she gets does that? She because they have the conversation talks about, about it earlier on, yeah. And then she's staring at him to see if his eyes have changed again. I guess you you managed to pick that up. I just thought she was gawking at him because she was a teenager. <laughs> I think that's what she's supposed to be because he comes up with a terrible excuse that oh oh there's fluorescent lights in here make your eyes change colour <laughs> but the thing is he doesn't even stick to that lie if that was my lie I'd just go yeah and then stand there because the longer you stand there the less they're going to question it he is the worst liar <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing that it takes her so long to work out he's a vampire <laughs> is it not like the second time that she presses him because it's after the car crash in the hospital she kind of goes I'm pretty sure you're a vampire by the way and he goes yeah but shh don't tell anybody no but she's she's even then she's not because she's not he sure. said that yeah, to yeah, her yeah. she then buys that and she's like oh okay then oh. <laughs> until she goes on the internet once goes to buy books on vampires and then goes on the internet again and talks to the talks to Jacob as well yes how much backstory does she need She's never seen The Lost Boys. She's never seen Dracula. She just needs to go to one video rental store. <laughs> She's never seen Fright Night, even. But yeah, I do like this bit with the, the car crash. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know how he could have done that so that she wouldn't have suspected he was a vampire? Instead of running in there and smacking the car, mm-hmm. why not run in there, grab her and roll away? Yeah, yeah. Like kind of Superman. Yeah. When he's in the street and he saves that kid. That's one of the Superman films, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then he could have rolled about on the ground there for a wee bit as well, which he would have liked. <laughs> yeah, as we find out later in this one. <laughs> Although, maybe he wouldn't be interested because she'd be awake at that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, and of course, um, because she has to go to hospital to be checked out. Well, and yeah, this town of 3,000 people that has a whole hospital. <laughs> So the handsome Dr. Cullen mm. is there. Yes. He's a dreamboat. <laughs> like his blonde hair. <laughs> but he, he, I, lo- I love his thorough examination. Shines a light in her eye. Yep, definitely no concussion. uses <laughs> <laughs> the uses the words, yeah, you may have some post-traumatic stress. I think you've just been shocked, don't you? <laughs> post-traumatic. It's a bit over the top sounding. <laughs> You're just back from a rack, right? <laughs> Yeah, the, the, my next note is why we gave up on that lie quick. That's when she starts pushing him. She's like, 
yeah, yeah. You know, you were right. You were right across that car park. You didn't. You weren't right next to me. And he was like, No, no. I, I remember, I was walking across towards you. And she's like, No, you weren't. And he's like, Okay, I'll admit it. <laughs> wow, you really you, you <laughs> went really hard stuck, line with that. Yeah, stuck to your story. <laughs> well, stick to your guns really well there. <laughs> he says I had an adrenaline rush. Google it. Yeah, adrenaline, I, I giggled adrenaline rush. That had nothing to do with anybody punching away cars. He just knows that um, she doesn't she does understand all the research on Google. <laughs> she can't work it in herself. <laughs> that was the first night I dreamt of Edward Cullen. Is that the next bit? Is it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. But you don't see the dream because that would be too interesting. <laughs> yeah, you just see her, possibly see him in his room. Yeah, and then the other guy, the nicer guy, asks her at the prom. And well, her, this her is eyes after. are apparently a camera because we get a point of view shot from her, yeah, and yeah. the camera is focus pulled so that Mike's out of focus and Edward's in focus in the background. And you're like, you shouldn't be using focus pills for a point of view <laughs> shot, really. <laughs> but do you know this is the, this is like if because you can kind of extrapolate that Edward's going to take her to prom, yeah. And the Chinese guy has also tried to ask her before already mm-hmm. as well. So this is this unpopular kind of emo-looking kid and being asked three times to prom. And say no to all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But again, Edward makes another mistake here and reveals another thing that makes him a vampire. That he's heard her conversation from across the room. <laughs> and she's like, how did you hear that? He's like, I just did. <laughs> she's like, no, you're across the room. He's like, okay, admit it. <laughs> At least he knows, it, like, if he ever treats on her, cheats on her, then with Jacob, presumably, <laughs> then she'd be able to work out immediately because he's just the worst liar. <laughs> Are you having an affair? Okay, I admit it. <laughs> they go out to the beach after this, don't they? La push. Yeah, but my, like one other bit that I find really funny on this field trip is when he. Um, it's really aggressive. Refuses to let her on yeah. the bus. <laughs> no, her bus is full. <laughs> I know girls like that's the thing about girls is sometimes they like idiots like a certain girl will be attracted to a guy that the bad boy as they say this is taking it a little far you're not getting on our bus these humans aren't getting on our vampire bus (laughs) it becomes a whole Rosa Parks situation I think that's the first time Rosa Parks and Twilight have ever just in the same context hey cracker get off our bus (laughs) Get back to Arizona. Spoons Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing he does as well is he catches a tomato with super speed. It's uh, an apple. It's an apple. (laughs) They're not just going to serve raw tomatoes. Pick up your tomatoes. (laughs) Yeah, because it's the cover of the book is the hand holding the apple. And then then again, he says to her, stay away from me. (laughs) (laughs) Use your apple and take it. Yeah. Stupid bitch! <laughs> Why do you spill things on the floor? <laughs> Throws all the food all over the place. Clumsy bitch! <laughs> You're gonna make me punch you, aren't you? <laughs> I love you. <laughs> if you can drop an apple, you can take a punch. <laughs> yeah, and she says to him, I know this is all an act. You love me, really, because everyone does. <laughs> Why should you be any different? Yeah, because this is... Ego the... much, Stephanie Meyer? Yeah. <laughs> this is where uh, he... She asks him to go to La Pouche, the beach. 
yes. Do you know that was cut for bu- budgetary restraints? Like you were actually meant to see them all surfing, but more than budgetary restraints. Do you not think in a movie that's meant to be set in Washington, like an extremely wet and like rainy state, like a scene of them surfing would just like completely out of place? <laughs> but yeah, look at all these people having fun in this like angsty teen drama. <laughs> My next uh, note is Edward comes along to bring some swell non-acting to the screen. <laughs> I think I mean Jacob, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just so entertaining. <laughs> Did you hear Jacob pulling out the p-word as well? No. The racist he is. When did he do that? Pale faces. Top, top, top. Oh, then we see another death, don't we? Mm. Jo- Josh Holloway. Uh, Grace from Will and Grace and Will I Am turn up to, uh, <laughs> to kill some people, don't they? I nickname these guys the Campires. <laughs> <laughs> like I did look a lot like Will I Am. <laughs> so the next bit is Bella getting attacked by seventy armed hoodlums. Well, before that, we have the dress trying on scene. Oh, of with course, uh, yeah. Anna Kendrick and what we had to look up beforehand was how old she was luckily she was uh, 22 or 23 when this film was made because so she has massive cans in that dress she puts on that pink dress and just has massive boobs <laughs> you've you turned know? into Siobhan <laughs> <laughs> I was like this is, this is making this film worth watching <laughs> more of this please <laughs> but yeah then you're right then. yeah because because the guys go past the window at that point don't they knock knock yeah, knock yeah, yeah. And the one they notice is Bella, who's sitting down there not wearing a dress. Yeah, because she's so enigmatic. She just draws the attention, even in a shop window, where women are massive boobs. <laughs> How would Edward supposed to know she was in trouble, though? How would he know? I mean, this is another yeah. part of him revealing himself. But well, he, he does say, he does say that he'd followed her from a distance. Just <laughs> <is> normal. <laughs> I'm going out uh, dress shopping, dear. Well, I'm following you in the car. <laughs> Do you know what this scene reminded me of most is future Don't Jump the Shark film Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four when um, Freddy Krueger's getting attacked by like a hundred parents. This is this is what that yeah. scene's most reminiscent of. <laughs> and I don't understand why they're so angry at her and what their motivation mm-hmm. is behind. And this is maybe like the next town over that they went to for... Uh, yeah. For, but apparently that next town over have a, has a Native American bookstore as well. <laughs> <laughs> like an incredibly specific bookstore. That's open till midnight. <laughs> I just like the looks on their faces. Like, I'm bearing in mind this is an American film. Like, they don't have that much proliferation of, like, European cars. And he has, because like the original author's Swedish, I think, they've put in it, it was a Volvo C30. Whether that was what she wrote in the book or not. But it's the looks on their face when he pulls up and like draws up, puts the handbrake on, and it's like this, oh no, a Volvo! <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of Alexis Sales' sketch about the Swedish, and what are you doing today, Sven? Oh, I'm got a Volvo! That was the answer to every question. <laughs> What are you doing today, Robert Panson? I've got a Volvo. <laughs> well, like, think of other films where, like, you know, the, the car comes lurking out the darkness and the engine's ticking over and it's maybe like a big muscle car and then he gives a little rev of the, the pedal and then all the hoodlums would turn round and go, it's like a big muscle car, and then it would pull up to them. No, it doesn't really work when it's like a Volvo. <laughs> hey, this is an incredibly safe car, by the way. I could probably crash into you all and you would be fine. <laughs> 
Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, that Jacob tells her he's descended from werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, werewolves, werewolves, that's where we come from. <laughs> so if you're watching the next one, it takes her ages to work out what's up with him. <laughs> Although it does seem like he's joined a gay gang, to be honest. Yeah. They all cut their hair. <laughs> they all wear cut-offs. Yeah. They cut their hair the same and have the same tattoo. <laughs> It's like it reminds me of Tobias Funky in the Arrested Development with the Never Nudes. <laughs> Always wearing the cops. It's more guys and dolls than the warriors, isn't it? <laughs> I think the creepiest line of the film was up next, too. Uh, is this the bit where they're in the forest talking to each other? No, no, no. This is when he takes her out for dinner. The restaurant, yeah. Uh, is the creepiest line in the film, here's your mushroom ravioli. Disgusting. <laughs> 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 No, it's, uh, I want to make sure Bella gets something to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that seemed like a bit innuendo, didn't it? <laughs> Seems like a chap line you'd use in a club. By the way, I want to make sure you've got something to eat by the end of the night. <laughs> you know how he says he's on a special diet? <laughs> That's another innuendo. <laughs> Do you think it's Atkins? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> bread. <laughs> Just meat for me, thanks. <laughs> That'd be a good excuse if you're a vampire in a restaurant, though. Yeah. Have an Atkins diet. Can I have a raw piece of meat? Just leave the blood in it. <laughs> okay, shall we stop for our intermission game? Sure, let's go for it. So, we've got our very special game, don't we? A very special game. We've both been looking at Twilight fan fiction on that. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, we happen to be recording an episode about Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> So we take our natural hobby and made it into a game. <laughs> yes. Because I quite often read Twilight fan fiction anyway. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're each going to read you an excerpt of what we think is the worst example, the worst example of Twilight fan fiction. We're going to post these up on Facebook and we want you guys to vote for which is the winner, which one's the worst worst. <laughs> also put them up on uh, Twitter as well so you can have a look at them. And uh, they're all they're all freely available. There's no you don't need to pay for them or anything. So will you be voting for Team Ross or Team Grant? Remember, to use the hashtags Team Ross, Team Grant. Okay, I'm going to go first. So I'm going to tell you the name after I've read it. Otherwise, that would spoil the surprise. <laughs> the surprise in in your story. I, by the way, I haven't heard these before. We've not we've not heard them before either. Each. Okay, so this one is chapter two of um, a, a meet up story. Uh huh. The Twilight Gang are meeting. People from another universe. Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> Probably not ones you would expect. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read my excerpt now. Okay. Bella, Edward and Alice were hunting in the Forks Forest. They had finished and they had decided to walk the rest of the way into the Cullen house. Suddenly, they heard a strange noise, that's what's in it, and some rustling and then voices. Alice looked at Edward and saw his face scrunched up, and Alice couldn't help but giggle. What are you doing? whispered Bella. I'm trying to read the owners of those voices' minds, Edward replied, but I can't. Maybe they're all shields? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Maybe. Let's check these guys out, Alice said. Edward and Bella nodded. They stepped into the clearing, and what they saw was something that they were all pretty sure didn't exist. <laughs> okay. Lying on the ground was a big spiky blue creature, and leaning over him was a pink creature with a red dress on, an orange yellow furry creature with not one but two tails, and a black and red spiky creature. 
a little ways away was a red creature with spiky knuckles. And they were all wearing socks, shoes and gloves. I think I know who these creatures are, Grant. The blue creature turned his head to look at them first, and its look was extremely shocked. (laughs) Alice looked at herself and realised they were all, in brackets, Edward Bella and herself, standing in the sunlight. Which meant they were sparkling. Ah, little creatures, said Bella, sounding frantic. Um, we always sparkle and, um, oh, what's the use? They probably can't even understand what I'm saying. (laughs) The creature with two tails stood up and walked towards Bella, Edward, Bella and Alice and bowed a way of greeting. (laughs) Bowed a way. Hello, I'm Miles Tails Brower. Everyone just calls me Tails. That's Sonic, Amy, Shadow and Knuckles. Tails pointed to the blue creature, the pink creature, the red and black creature, and then the red creature. (laughs) I am curious. Why are you sparkling? Humans in our world don't sparkle. Alice gaped. (laughs) Gaped. Alice was thinking, what are these creatures? Well, if you want to know, you'll have to read on, I'm afraid. I surely agree, that's a pretty well written bit of fan fiction. It's 100% terrible. By the way, that was called Twonic. <laughs> Such an inventive title. I want to know what happens. Well, I'm sure you'll be surprised to hear that the Sonic Gang, yes. and the Twilight Gang, become the best of friends. No. <laughs> So that was pretty terrible. I'm sure we can all agree. Right. So this is uh, this is another equally terrible thing, but it doesn't it doesn't come so much from the the angle of having bizarre characters joining in. This is more just really badly written <laughs> fan fiction. Um, Take a drink every time the singular letter um, I is used because <laughs> I think it's like 17 or 18 times in this very short <laughs> sentence. Um, the the first the first chapter of this is one solid paragraph of a full nearly page and a bit. We pick up the story when Bella has uh, left Edward, and she is now enrolling her two children at the school she used to go to. And she's just realised that in two of the classes there, Edward Cullen is a student. So uh, let's see let's see how she reacts to this. I started breathing heavy. <laughs> Can't be the same one. No, not the same. I calmed myself. I let it go. No, need to panic, I think. Thanks, I will be going. What time does school start? I asked her, picking up Tommy. 7am, see you tomorrow. She said, smiling and looking down. I calmed myself in the car. <laughs> I don't know how she did that. <laughs> <laughs> No need to panic. It can't be him. If it is, he won't know who you are. You've changed your name too much. No, sorry. You've changed too much, I think. (laughs) I said to myself, I breathed in and out, which helps. It keeps you alive, usually. (laughs) When we got home, I made lunch. Time passed. I made dinner. I put the angles to bed. <laughs> she, she means angels. I think she maybe does. <laughs> and laid on my bed, panicking. Like I shouldn't be, weirdly. 
I fell asleep without crying. <laughs> it was a nice sleep. Weird. Until Edward showed up in my fucking dream. <laughs> Just when I thought hell might not be that bad. <laughs> I was right, I think. Sorry for the shortness! All in uppercase letters with about 50 bloody <laughs> exclamation points after it. Was just trying to get to the Edward part. It. And that is the whole excerpt. <laughs> yeah, remember to vote for which one you find worse. <laughs> yes. It could be either. <laughs> they're, they're both pretty terrible. Well, that is some truly terrible fan fiction. But I tell you what's not terrible. Death to Love by RMF Brown. Nazis. Buried Treasure. And Murder Mystery. What more could you ask for in a novel? Download your copy today. Amazon.co.uk. Search for Death to Love. Right, so yeah, we're in this restaurant having a nice dinner. Not you and I, obviously. Because <laughs> we wouldn't order mushroom ravioli. <laughs> he then picks up his revealing he's a vampire game to her. Yeah. By, um... Revealing he's psychic. <laughs> yeah. Of which only he is psychic out of all the vampires, although one of them can tell the future sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And the other ones, not so much powers. <laughs> I love it when he's going round everyone as well, when he's like, money, sex, sex, sex with cat. <laughs> <laughs> money paid for cat sex. <laughs> Why can't you read your mind though? Because there's nothing going on. Come on. That was the most obvious joke ever. <laughs> well, I take it what they're getting at is there's some sort of instant love connection. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't, it must I don't... be. What else can it be? She's, she's thick. <laughs> <laughs> she can't work out that he's a vampire until 90% of the way through this film. I guess that's true. Um, but how does that even work? If it is love, how does that work? Does that mean he loved her the first moment he clapped eyes on her? Because he couldn't do it from the first moment? Uh, and maybe. if they have a fight, can he then start reading her mind? <laughs> <laughs> if they get divorced, can she read her mind? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Either that or, like... Because there's the whole bit next, isn't there? Because they go into the forest. There's all the rubbish next, isn't it? Well, they find the body first of the guy from Seinfeld, dead. Because as they leave the restaurant, they... F- um, they noticed that the, all the police cars are there with oh, right, that's Dr right, Hunk's yeah. car yeah back to steam up the screen some <laughs> hunkiness yeah. and um, yeah and her dad's pal was dead because that was the guy that was on the boat yeah that's right. I thought his dad gave her a flare he says later it's pepper spray that looks more like yeah. a flare yeah I've, I've seen pepper spray and it usually looks like a little subtle black container <laughs> not bright green with a, a massive cap on top but I mean that looks I look like bear repellent. <laughs> really though, she needs to start tying this together. Like. Yeah, I've actually got my next note is even at seventeen, I could have worked that out. <laughs> Tie it together, dummy. <laughs> so is is this is the next scene the one where they go out into the forest? Yes, after she has a um, more research on the internet. <laughs> after she calms herself down, <laughs> <laughs> she goes on the internet. She reads words. Like cold skinned, and then she has flashbacks to 
Yeah, the dead body that was there and the fact that he smelt the same as a dead body. (laughs) (laughs) Had the same personality as a dead body. (laughs) She doesn't have a flashback to the scene where he basically admits he's a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Several times. She's Nancy fucking Drew all the time. (laughs) Yeah, she may be the perfect character, but she's thick as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, but then she confronts him in the woods, doesn't she? Yeah. Which, if if I've worked out someone's a cold-hearted killer, I always like <laughs> to isolate myself and put, you know, confront them in a place where there's no one around. <laughs> no, no one can hear my screams for help. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got that. Hey, this is the funniest dance scene of the movie. By the, <laughs> the funniest dance scene, damn scene of the movie. Oh, right. <laughs> this whole thing is hilarious. Right from the whole, say my name. <laughs> Say it out loud to the the Travelator Mountain. <laughs> I mean, what was wrong with just speeding up the film like they've done in like so many other films? No, we've got to like make him look like he's taking one step and it's, he's not moving up at all. He just jumps up the mountain essentially. It's ridiculous. I don't need to make a joke about this line. I'll just remind you of it. <laughs> Why you have lovely diamond sparkly skin? It's the skin of a killer, Bella. <laughs> Sexy, polite boys who glitter in the sun. It's every girl's dream, isn't it, Grant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait, because they're abusive. A vampire. <laughs> and just a bit of a dick. <laughs> um, he's, he does take it, Ratchet is creeping us up to the next level here as well. But yeah. like, I want to eat you for tea. <laughs> Where many of you are like, oh, look, it's the lion and the lamb. and My hamster, when I take it out, freely jumps off the table not realising that he's going to fall to his death if I don't catch him just because she goes with him like a man who could easily kill her at any second we're not meant to laud her she's not meant to be like some example put up on a pedestal she's as smart as my hamster who jumps off the table there's a line in the lamb line you're right and I also love the you're like heroin to me <laughs> the author has quite obviously never tried heroin <laughs> Yeah, she's if anything she's a downer drug isn't she yeah. <laughs> do you remember the great cut in the start of Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark where you've got the Paramount logo and that fades into the mountain yeah aye how about the one in this film where Bella's lying on the grass and it fades to Bella lying in her bed <laughs> <laughs> that's Some intelligent yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cause she has her um, scene here where she's like I know, I now know he's a vampire. It's like, yeah, you finally got it all together. <laughs> well done, you caught up with the rest of us. <laughs> Unconditionally and unrevocably <laughs> in love with him. <laughs> Why? What has this guy done to make have these unconditional feelings of love? Nice sunglasses, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only time it turns up in this entire film is sunglasses. Do you know uh, who he looks like? Who? Jason Patrick in The Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. I could see another that. vampire film that Bella's apparently not seen. <laughs> a better vampire film, was there? Only I can read minds, but Alice can read the future. But the future can then change if she influences the future. That's not reading the future. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that to me is an author who can't decide whether she wants a character to be able to read the future or if she wants. To believe in free will and determination. Yeah. I love as well, like, right after that scene, Edward nips away in his Volvo. 
<laughs> and um, Jacob and his granddad are coming the other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they both slow down to eyeball each other. <laughs> it's like the regular Bloods and the Crips, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> so then Bella goes for lunch at the palatial mansion that the Cullens stay in. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't. She goes for lunch at an IKEA showroom. <laughs> Of course it's an IKEA showroom as well. She does make an honest-to-God joke at this point, though. I was uh, like, is she a human being? <laughs> <laughs> is that what the character's meant to be? <laughs> if anyone comes across as a member of the undead, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> quite true, quite true. <laughs> I think she'd be the zombie. Eh? <laughs> Brains. Edward. <laughs> It's so funny when the is it Rosalie that smashes the salad bowl because she's already eating. <laughs> Fuck you, Bella! <laughs> you can see where the the Cullen abusive gene comes from. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But I, I, I hate that comes up next as well. Is, is it Alice's psychic line? No, like this I, we don't I, know their family. I know already. You and me are going to be the best of friends. It reads like remember when. Frasier first started and Daphne was psychic yeah. <laughs> I was like oh is it the bit where you go to the bed they go to the bedroom and there's no bed in it it's the fact that he's meant to be right he was bitten when he was 17 we're, we're told this fact which is like 1918 or something so I worked out and it was like works out that he's meant to be 107 and he still acts like a jaded teenager when she goes what are you listening to he goes oh Debussy I think you'd be ashamed that you're listening to Debussy <laughs> You just be like, yeah, no, it's just some classical music I've got any. I've got some pink down there at the end and some Avril Lavigne. <laughs> I love as well that she makes a big issue of the fact that there's no bed in there, which probably there should be. Yeah, there is! There's a she's long! It's <laughs> good enough. But it's almost like, is she still not getting this? She's going to have to go back on Google and be like, people who don't have beds, oh, it's a sign of being a vampire! Edward's a vampire! <laughs> they steal a line from Aladdin here as well. Well, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, we've completely run over the Spider-Monkey uh, line. <laughs> is that the one from Aladdin? Oh, you better man. hold on tight, Spider-Monkey. Does Aladdin say that to his wee monkey? I couldn't believe they actually used the word Spider-Monkey in this film. <laughs> it sounds like a racial slur. <laughs> is that what they call living people? Oh, there's Spider-Monkeys down in the town. <laughs> Just in case you're worried that Edward's now becoming lovable and not creepy anymore, listeners, <laughs> he, he ratchets up the creepiness again here by saying... She says, I can't dance. He's like, well, I'm going to make you. <laughs> I could always make you with my fists. <laughs> no, when, when, they do, when she does jump on his back and he, he starts jumping through the trees like some kind of really bad Ang Lee rip-off, he uses the line at one point, do you trust me? <laughs> A whole new world! <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe the tune he's playing on the piano, right? <laughs> well, I does. love that. That'd be, that could be another moment for Bella, though. Playing the piano, do vampires play the piano? <laughs> Jumps through trees. What kind of people jump through trees? <laughs> and then it cuts to her dad trying to pimp her out. No, you need to get your ass out there. Get yourself a man, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> and her mum is encouraging her to have sex. At the age of 17, her mum, when she's on the phone, she's like, Oh, tell me about the boy. Are you using protection? Oh, obviously you've jumped straight to her having sex, apparently. You've not even went. No, she's got a crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> crucifix and holy water. <laughs> That's a vampire contraceptive. <laughs> she just put some onions in there. 
sits a bit as well. Garlic onions. <laughs> that would attract Frenchmen. <laughs> a wee wee, Madame Bella. It smells of onions, Janet. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he does say that he's been sneaking into a room for a month. Yeah, <laughs> watching. Uh, a little bit weird, isn't it? Is that not setting off some alarm bells? <laughs> rapist, rapist, rapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the alarm would sound like. <laughs> then they spend the whole night talking, don't they? This was the thing that the far right really picked up the the film for in America, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it's such a great film. They they don't have sex. Mm-hmm. The, the, there was the whole promise keepers thing around this time, wasn't there? But in reality, it was probably. A fat goth woman writing this this book in a the fat first unpopular goth yeah, woman writing this book in the first place, and she'd never been laid. And somebody had asked her, "You never had sex?" And instead of going like, "No, I've just never been lucky enough to have find that special person," she's obviously went, "No, no, I'm saving myself for marriage." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's quite funny though that the first time he meets the moustache dad he's I, cleaning a gun and I think that bit is the best bit in the film because he's cleaning the gun and then she goes drinking beer yeah and she, <laughs> living the American yeah, dream that, that works well <laughs> and she goes can can I meet can I bring him in to meet you and he and he, cl- he cocks the gun before he does anything he like clicks it shut and then cocks it and he goes bring him in <laughs> that's actually made me laugh and then he asks her about the pepper spray again. <laughs> Take me out to the ball game. Hit the ball for a mile. <laughs> Run to the ball with your super speed. <laughs> so um, the film actually decides to start having a plot now. <laughs> so the campires show back up at this bit, don't And James. The and they brought their own smoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> and their own travelators again. <laughs> But only for one shot, which is weird. <laughs> they're just walking normally, and then all of a sudden they're floating for one, just one shot. I bet it's like the thing in the airport, you know, it has like the travelator for a little bit, and then it's got the little gap before it's got the travelator again. So James smells Bella, and he's like, this. James smells Bella, that's a sentence and a half. <laughs> this is a ridiculous plot line, when he's like, oh, because he knows you belong to me, he now wants to hunt you down more than anything in the world. Yeah. This is just mental. This plotline. What is happening? It's when it's when uh, he kind of realizes it, and then it does get really like like a musical when they go. <laughs> it's less like vampires, more like cats. <laughs> In the way they all like put their claws out and face each other. You know, <laughs> yeah. So he decides he's going to hunt the most dangerous game. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> What a bitch, though. When she's nasty to her dad. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't she just be like, I'm, I want to take Edward to meet Mum. I'll see you in a few days. Or something like that. Yeah. And it, it also doesn't really work here because he's a cop. He's yeah. not going to just let her wander out the door. I think he does. Yeah, he just, he just lets her go. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can change. <laughs> Genuine heartbreak for him. <laughs> But do you think it's this whole, like, she's nasty to her dad and she feels bad about it? Another kind of teen thing, you know, where teens are, like, nasty to their parents mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, feels bad about it later on. You know this, um, the bit where she's escaping? I'll, uh, I watched this film with the subtitles on and the subtitle of this next bit was Melancholy Music Plays. <laughs> <laughs> As she runs away. So essentially, <laughs> from the end of The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> As Bruce Banner thumbs his way up the road. But why does this hunt matter so much to James? Because 
the plot requires it to, basically. Because they needed some drama for the last part of this film, Grant. <laughs> because they hadn't paid Yeah, the they forgot it. about drama until that point. Because <laughs> nothing happens. And the the, oh, the no, plot is just absolutely. exploding at this point, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same in the second one as well, actually, isn't it? It's, I don't know. It's, it's her moping all the way through the film because Edward's not there. And then, and then the she starts like risking her life because when she risks her life, she can see him and things like that. And then at the end, there's all loads of action. And I was like, because oh. I, I had to go at my last work to see it, pay to go and see it. And I got a, a, fo- a phone call, a new on-call phone. And I came back and everyone was fighting. I was like, <laughs> I've sat through an hour and 40 minutes of this passion. I missed the one action scene. <laughs> it was really giving me storyline whiplash at this point. Because <laughs> it's like, I'll try and distill it down, basically. We'll run back to the house, then... We'll do a dummy move out into the forest, but at the same time, we'll really take Bella upstate, and then at the same time, James will realise that this is a dummy move, then chase after Bella, get her alone by herself, <laughs> get her in a ballet studio where she's managed to somehow pretend to be the woman's mum and lure her there, and then he plays some video, and then we're into the last fight scene. <laughs> well, the thing I find really hilarious about him kidnapping her is he basically kidnaps some more voiceover like forces her into doing a voiceover again <laughs> like I liked it when you did that voiceover earlier start it again you know how she's abstained earlier on from having sex there's a little bit of a rape analogy going on here isn't there yeah with him like I'm going to have my way with you it's like really I, aggressive <laughs> I don't know if I like the whole sucking the venom out analogy yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been soiled. Let's suck the venom out. By the way, venom is that a snake bite? <laughs> I thought they were vampires. Do you know he uses the kick for the karate kid at one point? He uses the what was it called? The swan kick was it? The the crane crane kick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, when that fight is dire. When Robert Pattinson comes in at one point, there's a bit where they both jump up in the air at the same time, and he uses the double kick thing. You're like, oh, if only I was watching the karate kid right now. <laughs> This is another thing as well, is, like, Carlyle comes along and he's like, okay, Robert, uh, Edward, whatever his Jedward or whatever his name is. <laughs> he does look like the third Jedward. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, uh, he says to him, you need to suck the venom out, but you need to stay really strong while you do it. Why doesn't he just do it? Yeah, the guy who's practised and doing yeah, that done, kind of stuff. Done it at least A doctor. <laughs> 20 times for his family. Yeah. But the power of flashback makes him stop sucking the... Blood out, doesn't it? There's another bit comes here as well where uh, Pattinson's uh, Edwards is going to kill James. He's going to rip his throat out, and he gets told no, don't. And I was like, what are they going to do? Turn him into the police? <laughs> and then no, we're just going to kill him anyway. <laughs> you don't kill him. The other people in the family kill him. Yes. <laughs> it's not your way, Edward. It's their way. <laughs> <laughs> It's Alice's way. <laughs> She's fucking mental, by the way. <laughs> she chimps up. <laughs> we may have to get her sectioned at some point. <laughs> I love... Yeah, so she wakes up in hospital. So basically, she's fine. <laughs> it's okay. He, he says to her... You fell down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> you opened the door in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Abusive husband. <laughs> it's, it's funny though that he's, he's like he says to her, "I was sucking the poison out of you," and then I thought I wasn't going to be able to stop, but then I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so, for stating the obvious. 
<laughs> this is vampire exhibition of the plot. <laughs> Why are we at a high school prom now anyway? Isn't the film over? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we could leave it at that, couldn't we? But because we've been talking about prom the whole film, and the author always wanted to go to prom, but nobody ever really asked her. Well, so. um, that's the whole thing, is she's beautiful, even though she's wearing a... Sticky. Uh, yeah, sticky. Um, great character act, though, eh? She's clumsy, and then she dances at the end. <laughs> clumsy, and then she gets a husband to be her. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and then, then he becomes the real dream man when he kisses her instead of biting her. But Well, Which, well Jacob turns up, we've got to mention that, for no reason. Just yeah. like, hey, a little addendum here. Uh, my dad's paid me to come and tell you to stay away from your boyfriend. <laughs> he yeah. paid as well, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, your dad paid you to do that. <laughs> you didn't just want to go out with me. Paid him? It's, it's not even like a little bit, it's like 20 bucks or something. I love it though, uh, what Edward said when he shows up as well, do you remember? <laughs> what was that? He puts an arm and I was, I'll take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine, go on, let's go home. <laughs> got some dishes to do <laughs> I've still not had my tea yet <laughs> you've got a deer to kill <laughs> and also was nobody curious where that chick was <laughs> it was James and that chick from Will and Grace <laughs> it was like running about after Bella they mm. caught James did nobody go oh, I wonder where she went I mean it was three <laughs> the other one I'm was sure, alright I'm sure this one this won't come back to haunt us later <laughs> no no it's fine just go to prom it's fine it's fine just go, go back home to Forks, Washington. And we get a montage of our favourite bits from the film over the credits. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case we'd forgotten about how awesome the film was. <laughs> Which I think is like times like 9, 10 and 11 that we see Bella researching vampires. <laughs> well, shall yes. we call it a day on Twilight? Yes, I think, I think we've taken the piss out of <laughs> So Ross, what's your jump the shark moment? Um, my jump the shark moment was it, was it was hard because there's not a lot of this film that was great but the, the specific moment that I really picked out where it just annoyed me to the point that I was like no nah, if, if I didn't have to watch this I would probably switch it off because this is like the third time I've had to watch it is the point where she gets it together with, with Edward and then they turn up at school and everybody's like, oh, look at them. Oh, wow. The two coolest kids in school have gotten together. And he's wearing sunglasses like we commented on earlier. And he goes round and opens her door. And she tries to act all, like, bashful. Oh, I've not really been this popular before. And it's, it's the annoyance that it's, it's fan fiction. It's, it's a fantasy of probably an author who wasn't that popular at school and didn't get on with the boys. And, like... What, how could it have been better? Oh, I'll just write an alternative history of how I went to school. And it, it's, it's the point that it really starts to annoy me. This did start as fan fiction for Interview with a Vampire as well, apparently. Yeah, you could totally see this. It is a piece of fan fiction. I mean, it's like, if you saw it written down on paper in short, you'd be like, that's, that's a rubbish story. I'd never read that. And it's it's the fact that everybody's envious here and oh they all want a beer and that was what it was really like at school. It wasn't the fact that I was unpopular and had BO in, in science class that one time and then everybody got told about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was reduced to writing interview with a vampire fan fiction in my bedroom by myself whilst not having sex with anybody because everybody thought I smelled like BO. Well, the yeah. joke's on you, Stephanie Meyer. You're only popular <laughs> now because you're rich. It's not because you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I am beautiful, but <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Grant, when was your jump the shark moment? I think I'm going to go for the bit where Edward and Bella met Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> it's when they put the angles to bed. <laughs> I'm going to go out for vampire finding out scene number three. <laughs> yeah. Which I know I've mentioned this a lot, but I really hate this. Like this, she's is, not strung it together yet. Yeah, and this is the one where she has the flashbacks back and, and the dead bodies. When she sees the words written down, she remembers things. It's like at the time she didn't think these things were strange. <laughs> I've got lots of friends with cool dead skin. <laughs> Do we really need this? And I find it really hard that she's never heard of vampires before. <laughs> But they're on the internet. Yeah. Like, it's not even as if they don't exist in that universe. Well, exactly. <laughs> they obviously exist to a lesser extent, but come on. It, that's, a, that's a kind of violation of a quite common authorship rule as well, isn't it? It's like if you have a zombie film, the people in the film have never ever heard of zombies. Otherwise, it's going to be like a B-movie, isn't it? Big shout out to the Bad Movie Fiends podcast as well, who named their rating system after this film yeah. this is a definite five bag movie <laughs> as in douchebags as in twilight it, it was terrible wasn't it nintendo 63 <laughs> so that's it for this episode thank god yes <laughs> um, remember to vote on twitter or on facebook for hashtag team grant or hashtag team ross for uh, either Tonic or the worst if sometimes the best <laughs> yes <laughs> which is really a shorthand for this film isn't it the worst if sometimes the best with teenage girls Twitter uh, at Don't Jump Shark Facebook Don't Jump the Shark Film Podcast and Semaphore <laughs> dot 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 dash 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 <laughs> Uh, flag signal Grant I'm doing it right now <laughs> the next episode will actually be our uh, summer blockbuster special yeah we're going to have a look back to last summer and focus on a film each yeah have a little more discussion of them and we're going to play some daft games have a couple of couple of games that sound good to you look at yeah, some trailers like some films that are coming out or came out recently that we think maybe jumped the shark and uh, we'll have our only two-time guests returning for the third time. Oh, coming back. No, uh, no Rennie Harlan films, but <laughs> might play some daft games. So get your uh, <laughs> your beach waders out <laughs> and come and join us on the Don't Jump the Shark summer special. Bye. Bye. Our song for this episode is Dead Should Dance by Sidabitball. You can check him out at www.sidabitball.com What's your acting style? Abs. (laughs) Abting. That's what he calls it, abting. (laughs) Abting. (laughs) This has been a Boom Production.